1: everyone and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex and City podcast where we shoot the shit about every episode of the original show, two movies, and now we have the next chapter and just like that, I am your host Samantha Bush and of course I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi Chris, how are you?
0: I'm well, how are you?
1: How are you really?
0: I'm well, on my last leg.
1: Tell the people. I'm
0: so tired.
1: <laughs> you know.
0: It's just there's been a lot going on.
1: Yeah, it's a lot and there's always a lot going on and like the the just the the world right now. The
0: world is a mess. I'm mm-hmm. really missing last week where I didn't know what was going on and basically just like laid on couches.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were you were dog watching. You were
0: the adjustment snuggling. back to my usual schedule of doing nothing has been really hard on me.
1: Yeah, and I know
0: I'm tired, but I'm really I'm gonna rally.
1: Yeah, we're gonna rally. We're here. We're ready to talk about and just like that.
0: But before we get into This episode, Diwali, do we want to talk about the news you shared with me yesterday?
1: Yes, I do. So yesterday, the news broke that Big is being, aka Chris Noth, is being removed from the finale of this season of It Just Like That after the allegations
0: we have confirmation of what we basically already knew that carrie was going to go to paris and scatter his mm-hmm. ashes on the bridge where he said carrie you're the one mm-hmm. and we were apparently going to see flashbacks of mr big i'm not sure if it's worth going all the way there just to spread his ashes if we don't see the character of mr big i'm not saying i want to see that actor i don't but i'm not sure if there's enough resonance there Without seeing him,
1: mm-hmm. I know I don't know that it know. feels
0: worth it. It just feels unless she does something else while in Paris. I, but what would she do other than see my man? I
1: don't, I don't know. I mean, I she's definitely just gonna have to. I don't know what they're gonna do. I bet you they are freaking out, like scrambling.
0: I don't think they're reshooting anything. And if the if you That's notice what, what, what they mean. said, I mean, they basically said it wasn't worth the kind of ire or aggression. And also the trauma it might cause for those women to show it, like storytelling wise. It's almost as if they were saying, basically, like if if this was really good, I mean, we would show it to you. But
1: yeah, but yeah. it's not. So, so we're cutting can actually it. cut it out. <laughs> yeah, we could do without.
0: So it'll just be interesting. I figured we were barreling towards that. What I didn't know is is that that was going to be in the finale. I was hoping we were going right. to wrap that up actually about episode five six. I don't need a whole season because – and we'll talk about it. They're doing a fairly good job of, I think, demarcating time. Yes. So we're now like nine months from Big's death.
1: Which is very rare for Sex and City. But I think it is more important on television now. Well, it is, but like you and I always discuss in like season one and two, we're like, what? They just make up time. They're like, it's been one (laughs) month, the next
0: episode, it's been a year. They don't care.
1: Yeah. I love it. I kind of love that level of chaos, but –
0: But it'll just you know, we're heading into the last four, which'll Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm personally feeling great about going into the last four. I know the internet isn't.
1: The internet is uh
0: And before we get into a special segment, do we wanna share another thing that we discovered? So Sam and I I should say to everyone listening, we very rarely talk about this show or this podcast really, other than like ten minutes before it starts.
1: Because we like to save it for this podcast.
0: Yeah, we're saving it for you, people listening. You know, and yet I had to give her a call, and we'll get to those reviews. But we also, in the middle of this conversation, discovered I was completely misreading the entirety of the internet. Do you oh, want yeah. to explain so that? I,
1: of course. So I get a text from Chris, and it just so it just says, "Can I Facetime you?" And I'm like, "What? A, like normally, like you would just call, but this was important." So we're on this call. And we're discussing a one JDS, and he had posted or reposted, shall I say, a video like GIF. I don't, I don't know. I sound like it Carrie Ratchet right now. I, it was a video. <laughs> it
0: was a, it was a, it was a video it was with a sound. Full video. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What that I
0: did once say to a colleague, I was like, "What? I would really like if there were gifs with like sound." And they were like, "You mean video?" I was like, hmm. Um, "Yes."
1: <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's what I mean. So there is this a Bravo account called Bravo Bussy. <laughs> would
0: it be pronounced bussy? No, it's bussy. What is a bussy? A butt pussy. I, I thought that – I always assumed that free, that word was pronounced bussy. I don't think. We're going to have to go to the boards on that.
1: Yeah. You but guys let on. us know. Listeners, let us know. So anyways, he had posted this video of Ramona, like when they're all in St. Bart's getting their pedicures. And Jill Zarin walks in and goes, hi. But they dubbed – hi, it's Che Diaz, over the part where Jill Zarin says hi, and Chris reposted it. And then he he proceeded to be like, you know what? I'm so glad water cooler talk is back. Like I he- said,
0: and just like that, water cooler television is back. <laughs> yes!
1: And, he, and I saw this because he had tagged me, and I was surprised because I was like, this video is making fun of Che Diaz. And then I posted like the, the image rest of, the internet. of
0: Che Diaz with their hand over Miranda's mouth, like, so glad we're all in this together.
1: Yeah, and I was like a little surprised because I'm like, does he not realize that they're making fun of Che Diaz?
0: And then I got several DMs of like, I can't stand this. But again, I didn't take them in. I was like, well, you know, there are always a few rogue people who are haters. <laughs> the out whole everybody. internet. The whole internet was basically making fun of Che Diaz, the scene, and the entirety of last week's episode. And yes, I was like, and everyone me, loves and it. You-
1: You're like, wow! I keep seeing pictures of Che and I was like, people are really
0: people are turning around.
1: Yeah, and I was like, Chris, you know that they're they're making fun of it. And he was like, wait, what do you mean? And I go, like Evan Ross Katz, who has a great Instagram account, the best, keeps posting this this pictures of Che Diaz and like memes about Che Diaz. And Chris earnestly is commenting, like, if you (laughs) look at Evan's (laughs) post, Chris is like. Like literally I quoted
0: Wuthering Heights guys.
1: (laughs) And then I go, Did you read the comments Mm -mm. below yours? And he was like, No, I simply just I post and and move
0: on with my day.
1: Exactly. And I go, Okay, let me read some. And I did, and they're not kind people are like Evan, I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to block you. Why are you doing this?
0: And here I am. Like, this is always, always on my mind. Not as a pleasure anymore so that I'm a pleasure to myself, but as my own being. And yes, I do know that Wuthering Heights line by heart.
1: I I mean, of course you do. You commented on it.
0: (sighs) But I am going to reach out to Evan and see if he's posting it, like, um, from a place of love. I'm not sure he is.
1: I'm not sure if you guys are tapped into the internet, but uh, everybody is posting mocking Che Diaz.
0: And I need everyone to know that every single thing I've posted about Che Diaz has been sincere and from a place of love.
1: Yeah, truly.
0: Speaking of sincere and from a place of love. Oh, boy. I have something to say to you people who listen to this podcast. (laughs) Because I've had a fuck enough.
1: No, this is so funny. Okay. So...
0: Right before Sam and I hopped on this FaceTime, I got a message from a dear friend who's listening to the podcast for the first time. And he took himself down to uh, the comments.
1: The reviews, babe. The
0: reviews. Yeah, our podcast doesn't have comments. <laughs> Thank <Bing> God.
1: <laughs> Thank God.
0: And um, oh, he found one that cut me to the quick. This is from, should I say their name? Of course. This isn't their real name. Oh yeah, of course I, not. I don't think this is their real name. <laughs> it's
1: like Chris. I was like,
0: I don't want to shout them out. What if they're work- Don't
1: do it. They 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 said love. In That's there.
0: true. So this is from reviewer Miss Boo on Christmas Day.
1: That's my favorite detail. Christmas Day.
0: Subject line: The podcast I love to hate. <laughs> the podcast I love to hate. Literally, sometimes I love you and sometimes I hate you, with a passion. The one thing I will say that is consistent is that most listeners are probably sick of hearing how mean Chris is to Sam. And you are <laughs> mean, Chris. Tone it down a little bit. Otherwise, it just comes off as pretentious toxic masculinity. Whoo!
2: Guys.
1: Wink! When-
0: <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Then we got another one. Wanted to love it, but... I can't stand the way Chris talks over Sam. (laughs) It's so rude and hard to listen to with the little emoji that's like... "Mm."
1: Oh my god. Hold on.
0: Now this one really drags both of us.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It feels like their criticisms of the show outweigh their praise. Their armchair unpacking of faux relationships is grating. Well, this (laughs) one's just to me. And if I have to hear Chris say shar-shar one more time, I'm gonna lose it. And then this one's pretty tough. I love Sex in the City and love Sam. Chris, on the other hand, can be so rude to Sam. It's cringy. Are they friends? Does he even like (laughs) her? Stop it! (laughs) He's being dismissive and rude, overshadows his really great insights. Hopefully he'll turn it down so we can keep listening.
1: Oh my god. Guys, (gasps) I need to make this very clear. Please,
0: I'm giving the floor to you because apparently I just need to shut the fuck up. (laughs)
1: When Chris was reading these to me the other day during our FaceTime, there were tears coming out of our eyes because we couldn't stop laughing. So, we take everything, like, we find the humor.
0: Yes. Well, I will say I did basically jump out my window, but then I came (laughs) back in through the front door, got back up, found my center.
1: Okay. It was tough.
0: And then was able to laugh.
1: Right. You had to process, uh, understand. My original
0: everything. instinct was like, what the fuck am I doing <laughs> on that podcast?
1: No. no, Chris is like literally like, what do I say? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> okay, so I have to just make this very clear.
0: Uh, please, a PSA.
1: Yes, a PSA to everybody. If I felt Chris was being mean to me, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, okay? I find Chris – to be the funniest, smartest—I mean, his like you guys, uh you know, appreciate is his insight into the show. I, I promise you, I'm not being held against my will. She's
0: not here under duress.
1: I'm not here under duress. I.
0: There's a third party who's always listening.
1: Yes, like we're. They're supervised visits. (laughs) Like, we're fine. Everything is okay. I'm very happy. Chris and I are genuinely really, really, really close. We're
0: close friends. We talk every single goddamn day. If we don't talk every 10 minutes, I'm like, what's happening?
1: No, I'm like, is he mad at me? I, we tell each other we love each other. Like, it's a deep friendship. You guys don't need to do wellness checks on her. No, I, I appreciate the DMs.
0: She's fine. I
1: do, but I'm okay. And I, <laughs> I'm okay.
0: Now, while we were talking, I also did make fun of you, and then I was like, "Oh, is that what people are hearing?" <laughs> yes.
1: It was like but I, I find it, it funny. <laughs> I find it funny. My parents—they—that's our love language with one another—is to roast. That is why they. My parents listen to this podcast and genuinely want to adopt Chris. I have explained this to them. I'm like, people think Chris is mean to me, and my dad goes no i like that he puts you in your place i was like okay
0: and guys if you think what i'm saying on this podcast is tough you should see our texts
1: it's you know that's he, where i'm he,
0: doing he, some of my best work
1: honestly honestly get it get your eyes on our text thread yeah because it's get amazing. your eyes on some so, of sam's
0: dms when she posts certain things and i'm like must you wear that ugly ass sweater again <laughs> you she's you like it's an like, old God, picture that- <laughs>
1: You're like that feather jacket. God damn it.
0: I have this. to see I'm that like, again or that – if I have to see you pretend to know I how to curl it your funny. hair.
1: And I find it funny. So, guys, please don't worry. Everything is okay. If you find it tough, I'm really sorry. Just try to like – try to understand. Like, I I, I enjoy it. You're just That's dropping That's why I into, asked him to do this podcast with me. You're
0: just dropping into what our friendship is. Two people yeah. unhinged screaming unhinged. at each other. About – Sex in the City and various and- other content. It – yeah. It's gonna be okay. And um the only thing I'll ask is if you're gonna review us, please make them nice, you know, and five stars only. But if you need to critique me, please DM me. Don't or DM Sam. DM- Honestly, if yeah, you need DM to be mean me. to me about me, send
1: it to her. Talk shit with me. Yeah. I'll talk shit.
0: And she'll say, like, yeah, he's the fucking worst, or he went but he went too far. Like, don't involve <laughs> me if you need to talk no. shit about me. Do
1: it. Do the normal thing everyone should do is talk shit behind people's backs.
0: And as I've always said, that is the polite thing to do.
1: It is. Don't talk shit about me to my face. Talk shit about behind my back like a normal person. Yeah. Okay. Should we take a
0: break and then get into the episode? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes.
2: Coming in at five foot three inches, it's number one mom. She switched to Xfinity and got the all-new 3-for-1 bundle. Unlimited internet, streaming, and Xfinity Mobile. All for what you could pay wireless companies for just one 5G unlimited line. Boom shakalaka! Go to Xfinity.com slash 3-for-1, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires post Xfinity internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices.
0: All right, we are back and ready to get into it. I will say we've received some tough feedback from King Brian, our producer, who's basically said he edits out the really mean things I say. So what you people haven't gotten is the truth. Yeah. I don't think I've done myself any favors.
1: You have not. Definitely not.
0: Let's get into it. Do you want to start with Sharshar?
1: Yes. I personally think Charlotte is carrying and just like that, but that's just me.
0: On her back. Mm Mm-hmm. This episode, she didn't have much to do, but she looks great.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. We just said Charlotte is carrying this season, and then you're like, she didn't have much to in do.
0: In this episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I felt like she did some great work.
0: I, I In terms of her, I should say her individual storyline was Aww. a little light. It was really just that one scene. But really, this episode, Charlotte's main individual storyline is her dealing with the idea that her two daughters are asking her to change the physical space of their home, which we know is very kind of sacrosanct and sacred to Charlotte.
1: Can I redecorate? Just my side. I don't need those. My Madame Alexander International doll collection? Yeah, I want to hang my longboard there. But these dolls aren't just yours. I-, I gave them to Lily too. I don't want them either. They're culturally inappropriate. What? Mom! The little traditional outfits? Are you from Spain? Are you from Thailand? No, but they are. And they're just dolls, and and they're vintage. Right. From a time when that was okay. I'm embarrassed when friends come over. And can we change this wall too? I had that hand painted for you when you were little, and look, Lily still has hers. Lily and I are different. So you're the same when it comes to eating in bed, but not when it comes to the murals. Okay. So I Googled the dolls, they're not international, they're made in New York.
2: It's easy, we can just paint over it. Okay, we're late. So I think we should just talk about this some other time when we have
1: more time because painting is a big commitment. Go. Also, I want to cut my hair short. Breathe, mom. Thank God for you, Richard Burton. What
0: did you think of that whole storyline?
1: I mean, it made sense. Like, they're getting, not only the fact they, like, changing, like, you know, obviously Rose is now Rock, so they're changing, but it's, like, they're growing up. They don't want dolls in their room. I wouldn't want dolls in my room.
0: Lily is older, right? I think there is space for the storyline to be a little bit more of Rock wanting to change because of their new identity, And Lily saying, I don't really need my name above my bed and these dolls. Like, I'm 16.
1: Yeah. She's like, Mom, this is, like, weird. And I like that Lily sees where Charlotte is coming from. Like, she knows that this is, like, hard for her. So she's, like, kind of like, Mom, like, it will be okay. Like, she's kind of there to, like, reassure her, like, you're doing a good job. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that Lily uses, not to use this word, but the privilege of being kind of the expected daughter that Charlotte thought she would have yeah. to advocate for Rock. Yeah. Because Rock is really pushing the boundaries. Rock is, get these dolls out of here, get the name out of here. I want to paint.
1: I want to cut my hair. Cutting
0: my hair. And by the way, I love the, I wanna that put the a cutting the hair up. is just like as she as they are running out of the room. Yeah. And I appreciate that Lily is saying like, just breathe. It's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, I liked that a lot. And I mean, I genuinely... Was wondering, and I please educate me, people out there, or Chris, are Madame Alexander dolls like problematic?
0: Are they real? Yes. Oh, that's a real kind of doll. I didn't know if that that's was like, like a, doll- a real oh, okay. thing. Oh, okay. they're I, like I knew really that those expensive. kinds of dolls existed. I didn't know if they gave them a new name because they didn't know. No, wanna- they're
1: like really expensive. Okay. So I'm just wondering like, I mean, I don't know. Are all the dolls white and they're wearing those? I think
0: clothes? that there is a I'm certain. Confused. This is me going off the cuff here because, right, I didn't even know if these dolls were real. Yeah. I would (laughs) have, so really don't come in at this. Oh, really? We're not
1: sure. Okay.
0: I would imagine that these dolls, that as you just said, are very expensive, as we learned from Lily in the episode Made in America, you could Mm. argue that there is, that I'm sure when they were made, the argument would be, oh, we're exposing our children to different cultures. Now we would see it as, well, what are you stealing from this culture? And why is perhaps the Japanese one in a geisha outfit? Like okay. I'm certain that they probably did not pick the best or most representative yeah moment from each culture. so I would there could be some kind of cultural tourism like, oh, you just want to drop into this country and take this one small thing and think that it explains it to your kids the
1: whole thing, yeah, okay, I get that. I just like really wasn't sure i I was a little confused. See guys. We're all learning.
0: That would be where I would imagine the argument against those dolls would be. which, And also, like, that they're really expensive and only for elitist people.
1: Yeah, it's the whole... I get it. Okay. I just was curious.
0: And as Lily said, like, you could go and get me a doll from that country, but, like, not this weird doll that maybe is from here. And I'm sure probably, right, there's an interesting probably world in which Charlotte bought the first one, because I think they adopted Lily from China, Yeah. That she got the first one is like, oh, this is how we're going to help her. And then they come in sets. And I -hmm. just, by the way, find dolls to be very creepy. Shout out to the Happy Endings episode about creepy dolls. I just rewatched it. It's like, they're very strange.
1: Yeah. My mom gave me her baby doll when I was a baby.
0: Was it one of those old ones with the eyelids?
1: Oh, sure is. I named her baby Kate. And I rubbed all her hair off and I would drag her down the stairs. I would drag. I would take her everywhere with me. She has literally three toes, one eye is closed, she doesn't have hair, she's like sad sack, and I always and she my looks mom gets a bit so like upset. you this morning. <laughs> Maybe that's what people are talking. <laughs> about. Brian, Anyways, leave it in. Okay. I'll leave that
0: in. Even though it was just one scene, the story felt like old Sex in the City in the sense that it connected to Carrie. The idea of an apartment changing, it's Carrie moving apartments and dealing with apartments, and then Charlotte dealing with her apartment changing in its physical space. It felt like we had a common thread there. It didn't necessarily go to Miranda or Anthony, but I appreciated a kind of mirrored story. And I like that it's a nice visual representation of change. Like, Charlotte, you gotta change.
1: Yeah. Like, things have to change, people change.
0: And it seems like she's gonna get there. And as to what you were saying earlier about... Charlotte Carring. I just think Kristen Davis is doing some of the better work we've seen from her over these 20 billion years.
1: Yeah, she's doing great work. Like, her acting in the park.
0: Ooh, I can't wait to get to the park, but we gotta go through one more thing first.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Let's chat about the return of an absolute queen, an Adidas model, frankly hire her for Ivy, the next Ivy Park drop. Honestly. Dr. Nia Wallace. I was just happy to see her again when she bounced and bounced on screen.
1: I was thrilled. And not only that, it wasn't just a scene with Miranda. It was like we got to look into her world. I know. We got to see her husband. We got to see her Myrtle friend. We got to see them fuck. Like I was, I was, I was loving it.
0: And I love that we get a sense that Dr. Nia Wallace is already doing kind of what Miranda wants to do which is taking her law degree and legal knowledge and making it practical to help people. So we really, in a very short amount of time, too short in my opinion, we could have used more, a real sense of her entire world very quickly. We got a glimpse of it when she had dinner with Miranda, the idea that she's struggling with motherhood, with the idea of becoming a mother, and IVF and that journey. And we got to see it kind of in its reality. But you're totally right. When I listened to the first episode of that writers room podcast they talked about the kind of seismic shift in the show is really when um Carrie and Miranda get up to leave and the camera stays with Charlotte and LTW and how in this one it was like wait where are the gr- we're just with Dr. Nia Wallace and her friends great i'm so happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we come here all the time. You're going to love this place. As long as it's not dinosaur-shaped nuggets and mac and cheese, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Last night yeah. at
1: dinner, You know, it, it used so to sad. be a shoe factory in the late 1800s, oh. uh, 1890, 1891. I don't know what kind of shoes, though. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Well,
0: last night at dinner.
2: <laughs> but I think it was probably men's shoes, because what wasn't about men back then, right? I mean, Congress hadn't even ratified a woman's right to vote until 1919.
1: <laughs> no, then, it not, was. Not, Take a breath. You cut off Myrtle.
2: Oh, did I? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. All
0: right, so let's get some of those mojitos.
2: Oh, I'm not drinking. Why, When are you pregnant again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: You're pregnant again. (laughs) Well, we didn't want to make a big announcement. No, no. It feels like the show behind the original show, like that there was a world in which Dr. Nia Wallace was right behind them at the cafe with her friends, and we had to crane our neck to see them, and now it's like, yeah, get those white women out of the way. yeah. I think her husband is so gorgeous. I did not care for his styling.
1: I have thoughts. What was that? Huh? I had to pause it.
0: It was quite a look. It was high-waisted suspenders. High-waisted?
1: Yes, thank you. I was like, is that?
0: Now, I've never seen a high-waisted suspender.
1: Not in this era.
0: You know, he was dressed kind of like Harry Styles. So <laughs> He was
1: dressed kind of like a newsie.
0: And Diane Keaton. He, he was giving me Diane Keaton meets yes. newsies. Yeah. By way of Harry Styles, I mean he's gorgeous.
1: Oh. Gorge. But she's also stunning.
0: What did you think of the whole dinner scene with um him, Myrtle, and the other husband?
1: I really liked it because I liked that it gave us more insight into who she is. I think it's maybe preparing us for like a season 2 of this show where it's more focused on like the new people.
0: And she is Miranda. Yes, like the way that the way she played that scene, it was very it was giving me big Miranda vibes. The whole intersecting,
1: yeah, and I liked that like her husband. I'm not going to compare him to Steve really because no, because they're obviously, he's not garbage. He, <laughs> but they are similar in the sense of like they're the like more like chill. Like, why are you talking so fast? Like, relax. Like, it's going to be okay, kind of person for her.
0: Yeah, Dr. Nia Wallace has her shit together because she didn't have like shit on her face or like. But
1: also, like, this woman having children, three children in three years.
0: I know. Fertile Myrtle. Well, it's interesting. I you like, don't Who? really have a sense of how old Dr. Nia Wallace is. Like, is she Can't the same age as Miranda? It out. I think we're to understand that she's younger. And very successful.
1: I would think she's, like, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming.
0: I did think it was so interesting, and I think it's a thing in, like, the Black community more when she they say, the other couple says to her, well, you two have to have kids. And there's a certain level of, and I think they talked about this on that Writers Room podcast, too, but certainly I've had friends tell me this also, of, like, you're Black, you're married, because of the societal pressures and wrongs of this country, Black love hasn't been always accepted. You need to procreate. Also, you all have money. You should be doing this. And she feels that. And it just made me think that in the original series, there's very rarely societal pressure on the women to have children. Like, Miranda doesn't want kids at the beginning. And then when she gets pregnant, you I guess you could argue Charlotte basically is like, bitch, you better have this baby. But Charlotte's like desire to have a child isn't rooted in society. It's just what she wants. This is like the first time we're seeing a storyline in which it's like this woman is feeling this overwhelming pressure. I think the pressure in the original series was about marriage and relationships. And now it's like, Jesus, this poor woman, she's got a great career, great husband. She's in love. Leave her the fuck alone.
1: I would be so upset if I was at a dinner with my so-called friends and they were saying those things to me, knowing the struggle that I'm having. Because her friends know that this is an issue. It's not like they're saying you two have to have kids and they don't know the struggle. They clearly do. Because they're like – Because the woman, Myrtle, they gave her a wild name personally. Myrtle was like really threw me for a Well, loop.
0: they wanted to go for the joke, Fertile Myrtle. Her real uh, name right, is Myrtle. But I was,
1: like, I was like, ooh, okay. You know, she did say to her husband at one point, like, don't say that. Like, they're clearly having – You know, so I, it kind of bothered me. I felt for Dr. Naya mm. Wallace – and then, obviously, her and her husband went home and, like, got it in.
0: Yeah, not a dinner I thought we were going to leave and end with sex. I was also like, oh. I, it was, you know, you and I had this conversation. You want more sex. I'm happy to not see it.
1: I want more sex in the show. I think it's really important to show women that, to show that women are still sexual when they're in their 50s.
0: Absolutely, I agree. I should add that I also didn't need sex in the original show. I'm like, I don't need to say But it's sex called scenes. Sex in the City. Yeah, they can talk about it. But you're also,
1: it. people don't know this about you. You're you're I'm not gonna say you're a prude. I'm but the like, most
0: whorish prude you'll ever meet.
1: Ever. It's like the weirdest. It's a strange dichotomy to
0: hold. <laughs> yes.
1: It's very strange. So he like you don't like to like see it. Like you don't need it like shoved in your face. I wanted You'd it like all. to live I- in it. I'm a Scorpio. I want to like live in that shit.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh no, we're back to sex. Gross.
1: I was excited because I was like, there we go. Like, there's like the thing that we've been missing. Like when Shay or when Shay and um Miranda, <laughs> Miranda was getting fingered in the kitchen. I was like thrilled. I don't know what people's fucking problems are, but I was living. And also I
0: thought that scene was hot.
1: It was so hot. My mom and I were talking about the show, and she goes, Sam. The kitchen scene. I was like, "No, I know." I was dying, and I was talking to my other friends about it. And <laughs> my friend was like, "I would probably be the one to get fingered in the kitchen." I'm like, "I know,"
0: and I would be pissing bad. Actually, you'd I'd be, be Charlotte. I wouldn't be there.
1: No, you'd be you'd be at home. You're such a char char. I
0: would be like, "Yeah, oh my!" God. I would be exactly like when Charlotte heard it in the park. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, like oh, what are you talking about? So I was really excited to see them have sex
0: no it was really nice because they're also and you, really hot your apps they're go- i mean stunning I mean, gorgeous I, I think she is karen Pittman. we got to get her on this pod
1: oh my god i dm her all the time
0: does she reply
1: on instagram never
0: yeah but i, 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 I asked her to come on our podcast yesterday when she was doing q a she did not take that question
1: she was like no, she was like
0: so. yeah i don't do janky podcasts with reviews about how mean you guys are
1: we are the number one sex in the city podcast. <laughs> that
0: is true We are, in fact, the number one Sex in the City podcast. But I really enjoyed just seeing more Dr. Nia Wallace. I really hope we're building towards, like, a big group scene. I don't know what it would (gasps) be. Maybe a Carrie birthday party?
1: I think that that's my one... I mean, you know, obviously we take a critical eye to this podcast, or to the show. And to this podcast. That is probably my one... Thing I really want more of is like more of the women all together and that's this that's how I feel about housewives too like I think that's when they all thrive it's like when they're all together having a lunch having a dinner doing going to events yeah
0: and right like the conceit that they use to get these women these new women into the show new women and people I should say into the show is that they're connected to one of our existing characters. So it would be difficult to create an atmosphere in which you get LTW, Naya, Che, Seema together. I guess you could get Che and Seema because they're connected to Carrie. And yeah, Carrie's birthday party. We need to have a Carrie birthday party. And then LTW could come as Charlotte State because Harry's out of town.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Dr. Niawath says like on the street and then Miranda goes on grabs her.
1: Yeah, see, look at we just created Dr.
0: Nia Wallace we, knocks on the window and is like, hey, I'm episode. here.
1: I would love that. I need that to happen.
0: Should we get into Miranda? Yes. Okay, so my first note about this is, well, this is not going to help the Che Diaz internet discourse, is it? Oh. Why that's... the fuck they would choose to shoot those scenes the way they did? I know they were in a kitchen, but they look like they were in a morgue that harsh lighting
1: Do you want to describe to our listeners
0: Okay do you often dream about yours When you have sex dreams are they like you in an amorphous white space
1: Well I think she's daydreaming so she's like it's just like remember when Carrie and Big had that affair and it was like flashes Yes
0: but that was flashes to things we'd seen This was like flashes to something that happened but moved into this amorphous white space It wasn't Carrie's kitchen it was it like was she was imagining them in heaven
1: yeah, it, <laughs> Che took her to heaven. I guess. We could all be so lucky. I,
0: I just thought, oh boy, this is not going to help the internet.
1: <laughs> nope. The moment I <laughs> saw that close up of Che's face, I was like, oh, I'm scared.
0: And just, and also, I think Sara Ramirez must have gone in and redone the lines because that's not, those weren't her line readings from the original. At least they did not re-say, hey, it's Che Diaz.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fact that I thought H.T. Diaz was a calling card for, like, a good moment. Now I get it, guys.
1: Yeah, no, it was so... I Chris, I'm so sorry. When I saw... I've got to go back, but I just want to talk about it because it really made me laugh so hard. When I saw those instagram stories
0: because you didn't even message me and it correct me you must have just taken it like i don't know what he's thinking
1: no i was like he's posting about this that people are posting it as a joke but he's taking this serious like he's you were genuinely thrilled people were like you thought that they were like loving it yes (laughs) they they're not
0: no, and I don't think this episode is going to help us with those weird scenes. Um, oh, in terms of Miranda, ew. she's also quit drinking cold turkey, which yes. it'll be, I'm not sure how we feel about that as a choice, just because if the idea is, is that she was really struggling with alcoholism, having her quit cold turkey, like, is that how quitting works? Maybe it does for some people. I don't know, but I would just imagine that isn't um the most pervasive or honest way to tell that story and maybe we're in the middle of the story and we'll see some relapsing or but it just felt like yes i get that we kind of want to move on it shouldn't be that clean but maybe it is for some people
1: maybe like that wasn't maybe her relationship with alcohol wasn't that i don't know maybe it was different like I don't know.
0: But the show definitely is playing it like she has a major drinking problem. I was hoping we were going to get to a place where it was, oh, you need to change your relationship to drinking, because I think that's a lesser known story and idea. Mm -hmm. But it seems like they were saying that she has a drinking problem. She needs to stop. And I mean, I will say at least they said in the last episode that Miranda is someone who, if she wanted to, she would stop.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it's very clear that Miranda is not the same Miranda that we met. Like, she's clearly someone that's struggling with a lot in her life.
0: No. Should we get into the park scene?
1: Oh, this. I loved it. So, are you gay now? No. I don't know. You said yourself you were attracted to Che, too. It was a dream. I was on a ferry. That's not the same thing. And anyway, it's not as simple as gay or straight. Che identifies as non-binary. Use whatever words you want. But you spent your whole life with men. You're married to a man, and now you're suddenly having non-binary sex. It was the most alive that I have felt in years. A finger made you feel alive? Everything about them made me feel alive.
2: Them, there there are others? No, 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 she's using them as in Che's pronoun.
1: Okay, can I just say one more thing? I I am just gonna say it. You are not progressive enough for this. What are you doing? I don't have to take this shit. Oh, God damn it. My leg is asleep. Help me.
0: What did you think?
1: I loved it. First of all, I was—I ex- always get really excited. I think we talked about this last week. I always get really excited when I see scenes that we've seen pictures of. Yes. Like I always get like a little like oh this is what that picture was about. So I was excited to see them in the park.
0: Obviously they're closer to Carrie's new apartment which we'll chat about a little bit more. Oh, I am yeah. missing the diner. I don't know why they can't go back there. Is it closed? Did it not it's make it through the pandas?
1: I mean, do restaurants in New York last 25 years?
0: Some establishments.
1: I don't think that little diner made it.
0: I wish it would have. Okay, we can we can't extend wasn't that, but that diner also wasn't like a real restaurant. It was like a set. So we can't extend our disbelief to the diner existing. We watched Miranda get fingered in Carrie's kitchen while Carrie pissed her <laughs> bed. We can't yeah. have our diner.
1: Nope. It's gone. <laughs> close, <laughs> like can't we mom and a, can we have shot. one
0: nice thing?
1: I think it's time that we have a new restaurant. I think it's time we have a new diner. I think it's. T- I think it's time. Okay,
0: that's fine. Then can't they pick a place and go there? I feel like we're zip zapping all around the city.
1: We are. We're in
0: parks. We're in. We're. I, sometimes I can't tell if we're at daytime or nighttime.
1: They're giving us scenery.
0: It helped in the. It helped with the diner because we always knew it was the morning.
1: Like yeah, or one lunch. scene this
0: episode, Carrie was drinking a Bloody Mary, but it seemed to be nighttime. I was like, "What's happening?"
1: Yeah. Th- again, time is a. A mystery. Much like the Kardashians, (laughs) they wear
0: nighttime makeup during the day. So I'm always like, I can't figure out what's going on.
1: Yes, exactly. What are your thoughts on the park scene and everything that took place?
0: I love the kind of duality and the triad of it that you have kind of a duo between Carrie and Miranda who know what's going on. Charlotte, you have to inform. Mm -hmm. And then... Charlotte almost operating as the audience, mostly given mm-hmm. the reaction towards the last episode. I couldn't help but mm-hmm. th- Now, obviously, they did not write it knowing how we would react as an audience, but mm-hmm. given now that I understand everyone's reaction to Che Diaz. <laughs> Charlotte operating as a kind of audience surrogate wasn't was fun to watch, because I could imagine yeah. there were a lot of people who are at home saying, you are a married woman. Are you mm-hmm. gay now? What's <laughs> she's?" They were able to get out a lot of questions that I think the audience would have wanted to know. And I appreciate that the writers of the show were smart enough to have Miranda in the middle. She doesn't have definitive answers. And I think mm-hmm. it's important for Carrie to continue to say, like, I don't really know how I feel about this. And I guess maybe that's where I am as an audience member. I don't know how I feel about this yet. Let me see how it goes.
1: But the thing is, is that if I see people on the internet being upset with Charlotte for having these questions, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like, oh, she's such a Karen. But I'm like, but everybody has had these reactions the last week. To what took place in Carrie's kitchen.
0: We should be angry at the people who have had these kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe that this is happening. Miranda's not gay. This is a gross storyline.
1: Miranda's allowed to be whatever she wants. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, we're – everyone is always – pre not preaching, but always talking about like being, you know, sexually fluid, being free. It doesn't matter who you're attracted to. But then as soon as Miranda – skews a little bit from like you know wanting to be married to steve it's like
0: i think that as a culture we're uncomfortable with older people's sexuality in general yeah and on top of that the idea that i think questioning your sexuality and exploring it is something we consider that you should have figured out already
1: yeah which is not a thing
0: this happens to many women men non-binary people in fact, we know that Cynthia Nixon had her own experience with this. I think that some people might feel that there's a discomfort with the storyline because they feel it's too analogous to the actress. Like, oh, are we only doing this because of Cynthia? I'm like, well, no. A, I'm pretty sure that Cynthia Nixon started exploring and dating women during the original run of the show and yes. certainly by the time she was doing two movies and was still make, I don't and still making out with men and doing sex yeah. scenes. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the Point of it was never meant to just accurately reflect who each of them are, or Carrie would be married to Matthew Broderick. Like that, I don't think that there's the the whole purpose is just because of that, but I think it is to say this is something that happens to women, men, non binary people, and why shouldn't we just talk about it? And in terms of Charlotte's reaction, those are fair questions to ask your friend of 25 years when they've dropped this on you. and the way Miranda drops it is kind of like, and accept this.
1: Yeah. And she's probably like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's a normal reaction, like you said, to have, to just be like, to, you're allowed to have the space to take things in and like have a reaction to that. I don't think that makes Charlotte a bad person. I think she's No, I think, I think she goes a bit like, too far. <laughs> she does. But
0: you know, Charlotte as a Sagittarius, because I'm ascribing my own chart to Shar uh-huh. We do have a tendency to go too far.
1: <laughs> yes. And I'm just saying, like, I think she maybe is projecting a little bit of like her own family stuff because she's like, why does everyone have to change? Like, she's trying to like hold on to like something and she can, and everyone's changing, and she's like, I gotta go with it.
0: And when she verbalizes, I don't think you're progressive enough for this, she's talking about herself. Right. She is saying it to Miranda, but I think if any like, critical audience would know, that's a projected line. Yeah. I just, I thought it was such a great scene. What I loved about it is, is and this might just be my foggy memory, because it is 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Most of the fights in the original series and the movie take place between two of them. Mm -hmm. It's very rare there's a third party or fourth party in the original show that they're all together and really getting into something deep. Charlotte might get up and walk away when Samantha wants to talk about Funky Spunk. Miranda (laughs) might get angry at them because they're talking about men too much and leave. But it's very Mm -hmm. rare that they really hash something out as a group. And so I thought that it was interesting to watch how it bounced around that, okay, Miranda's mad at both of them. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Charlotte's angry at Miranda, Carrie's disengaging, but then willing to say to Miranda, I'm not okay with this. Like, don't put words in my mouth.
1: Yeah, and don't just get up and leave. And like, I
0: love that what it builds to is like, and this is this is the whole point of doing something like in Just Like That, where the audience and the characters have been together for so long that they can say to one another, no, we're not doing that. Like, you can't just get up and go. That kind of line wouldn't work in the, fir- in the beginning of the show because- in your 20s, 30s, you can just say like, hey, uh, fuck it, I'm leaving. We cannot talk for five weeks. Now it's like, well, we've lost a friend. Like Samantha drifted away from this group. We have to really nurture and care about these friendships because we've invested so much in them. So you mm-hmm. need to come back to this table. I thought it was lovely.
1: I did too. I, I liked it. And there was a part of me that liked how Miranda like couldn't get up from the table and had to have Carrie come help her because it was like – it was like, well, I'm not saying I liked that Miranda couldn't get up from the table. <laughs> They're not, you know, archaic. I didn't under really understand that. But I liked that she still had Carrie help her. Because it's like, I still need you. But I just need to get away from this situation right now. Um, I don't know. I, I I liked the whole scene with the three of them.
0: Yes. The only thing I will say is, is that my plea to the just Like That writers, and I know you've already finished the series... What the fuck is going on? Miranda not being able to get from that table. The way they hobbled away. I was like, these women are in their mid, early to mid-50s, I think. 50s, yeah. People can I walk. They can get up. I know.
1: I, I totally agree with that like, 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 criticism I of the I know we've said it
0: a million times that Steve can't hear. And like fucking Harry was screaming at that dinner. And Carrie's hip. I'm like, now, now Miranda can barely get up and storm away.
1: Yeah, they're not, uh, you know old
0: they're not a hundred
1: no they're not they're like in their 50s they're fine
0: but i thought overall it was a really really beautiful scene and just again i think all three of these women are doing such great work and it's what makes scenes like that and then also the aftermath of the kitchen scene are what make coming back friend just like that worth it now she closes out her storyline miranda by dming che diaz
1: stop calling yourself rambo
0: <laughs> it's so fucking weird
1: i'm like enough and also chay knows your real name yeah also Che sees that it's you on instagram babe
0: hey like you don't need to oh, say- that's true well that i kind of like It's like when you're like your grandpa like signs his text messages oh my god
1: i was like enough with the rambo like we we get it
0: but i did appreciate and i don't know if this was intentional or not that miranda's doing laundry and that is also kind of, not that particular room, but in the season six, episode one, they're in the laundry room with her and Steve. And this kind of burgeoning, to put her back in that a laundry space, is she's entering Che World, perhaps leaving Steve, where the fuck is Steve? <laughs> he wasn't even there when she was masturbating. I thought Steve was going to like walk in and say like, hey, oh, let me get in there.
1: Can we talk about that?
0: <sighs> sure.
1: The masturbation mm-hmm. with her son on the other side of the door.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, it did remind me, and I, again, I don't know if this was a callback, to that season, I think it's season five, when she's going on the date with the hot like, guy, and she just had the baby, and the baby's crying in the other room, and she keeps saying, I'm oh. coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, and it's supposed to be double entendre.
1: Got it. Okay, that might be a callback. So it could
0: be a callback. You've got Braid. she's trying to get something good going. Brady's being fucking annoying.
1: Also, Brady, shut the fuck up. He
0: also hangs out at the door for a long, for a weirder amount of time Too than long. I think you would. When, like, what does he think Too she's doing long. in there? Like, she's clearly masturbating. She,
1: I know. He's like, mom,
0: mom, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. Yeah, I'm gonna have to work sick. on my Brady and make him really annoying. Yeah. What did you think of it overall? Were those just your thoughts that it was weird?
1: <sighs> I just didn't like it.
0: I mean, I thought it was a, you know, she's masturbating. I, mean, I think she's getting funny. in touch with her
1: self again. self
0: again, quite literally. And we also know Miranda's a very pro.
1: Very pro masturbator.
0: Oh, wait, do you want to share what someone said to sent us? I didn't yes. see it, but you did.
1: Yes. So someone tagged Chris and I on Inst- or Twitter and had a really good theory <laughs> that Brady's villain origin story is started when Magda died. Because that is probably a woman who, like, raised him, like, spent a lot of time with him. He was probably very close with her.
0: And also maybe was curbing his sexual appetite. Not in a way where they were having sex, guys. Sorry, yeah, I know,
1: Yeah, that came out I weird. more
0: meant that he, she was like, Brady, be a good boy. Yeah. And now he <laughs> Brady's a he's fucking like,
1: mess. He's like, oh, he's a... Cowboy.
0: Yeah, Ride Me Cowboy.
1: Ride Me Cowboy. Should we
0: get into kind of the Carrie, Seema, Anthony stuff?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Because I loved this. What did you think of
0: the downtown modern apartment? It was giving Kendall Roy.
1: I hated this fucking apartment. And I loved that it... I love that they're like, Carrie, this is so not you. Like, living in a place like that is just not her.
0: I love how... Right? I mean, they could not have hit hit it home like if you saw where carrie lived in her original apartment and then you even saw her the apartment she had with big it almost makes me think Seema is a bad real estate agent to even show her this place because it doesn't yeah <laughs> other than the fact that we do hear that she's seen 36 other places i think is the number so maybe sema was like okay 37 i'm showing you something completely different and you can take it or leave it
1: yeah I think that that's probably a reflection of, like, where Seema would want to be.
0: Or or I do think it's like, fine, I have shown you a bunch of shit like what you have. Look at this, then.
1: It's different. It's by the water.
0: A whole new going. life. Um, I, the only thing I'll say is, is that it was so, from a production design aspect, it was a little too over the head of different for her part. I'm like, guys... It's all windows, and all white, and modern. All windows, It's like, so
1: cold, modern. We got it. Yeah. It
0: didn't need to be that drastic. I would mm-hmm. personally love to live there, but it's not for Carrie.
1: No. Um,
0: it looked hot
1: in there. I would be sweating.
0: Well, you, she'd need to get those um, automatic blinds.
1: And that's also not Carrie. She's a curtain girl.
0: I, well, yeah, she's not a modern girl. I mean, she's, she's a dizzy a bitch.
1: Girl. She didn't know her own phone number
0: oh jesus christ she's so fucking dumb (laughs) (laughs) um i loved 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 the dinner after she sees the apartment with miranda and charlotte and the strange voice carrie does for like a new yorker
1: oh i was very i was giggling i
0: had to rewind it multiple times it did make me think you know She kind of does a thing, and I didn't know if she was already in the character, Sarah Jessica Parker, when she does it. But right before she does the voice, she does this thing where she looks around as if she's like, am I supposed to do this? Yeah. (laughs) But I thought Sarah Jessica Parker, it was really funny. I had listened to it a few times. Two dollars. Yeah. She was giving Bernie Sanders by way of that weird woman she had matzo soup with when it was raining.
1: Yeah, or that woman that lived in her apartment next door.
0: Oh, the crotchety woman who was like, you tell your man I ain't getting out for 30 days.
1: Yeah, that one.
0: Love her. What a queen. I think, right, so we have addressed so many issues in this show around diversity, equity and inclusion, bringing in different people, different identities, expanding what the city looks like. The extras are even more diverse. Mm Mm-hmm. But we've kept the cotton candy. We don't give a fuck about money. The fact that they have carried by this apartment on like a whim. Is
1: I kind of love that.
0: Just like, oh yeah, I already bought it. I don't even like it. They're like, you know what? We are keeping her irresponsibility with money. And also mm-hmm. that money is basically fake in this universe. I know. We've got to keep some of the, the dreaminess of it.
1: Yeah, you got to keep it kind of dreamy. It can't be too real. That's not what Sex and City ever was. But this idea that she's like, yeah, I already bought it. And you know that it's like millions of dollars and it's just like not a big deal. And no one, not no one at the table better than I.
0: So then we head to the storage unit. And I just want to give a piece of advice to everyone listening, all 10 of you. If you have a storage unit, close it immediately and throw everything in it away. You don't need it. And it is a waste of money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is a Marie Kondo tip. If you, if you moved and did not take it to your new home and you haven't checked it in over two weeks, Mm -hmm. throw it all away
1: throw it out i'm a huge advocate for throwing shit in the garbage donate it sell it i don't give a fuck get rid of it it's i'm not a hoarder i am like anti-hoarder i don't like clutter i was having this conversation with my friend when they came over and they literally looked around my apartment and they're like we could tell i was like fuck my life
0: or if you're an older person an older gal or guy with some kids and you've downsized but you're keeping shit of theirs in a storage unit for the day they buy a house no fuck them
1: Yeah. Tell them them to go to that
0: storage unit, get what they want, close it. Storage units are a scam. And if you own a storage unit and would like to sponsor this podcast, please feel free.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I
0: wished I thought it was a missed opportunity in the storage unit to not show us something that we have an affection for. Like her desk or
1: Right. That lamp. The phone. What
0: for the two things the three things (laughs) we took? I was like, the frying pan is the only useful thing we're taking. (laughs) That hat, that lamp, but I just thought we should have seen something from the past to kind of emotionally tie us to it, like Charlotte just picks something up in the back, like a shoe or something, or the tutu, like she, we see something that created an awe moment for us. Right. Instead, we got that hat, and that lamp, and the frying oh, pan, hat. and Biggs records, which led to a great moment of acting from Sarah Jessica Parker. That's the only thing I can kind of say about it.
1: I mean, best episodes of our time. Oh, shit!
2: What? Biggs records. Oh Are you okay? No. In a spark sadness situation. What can I do? Oh my God I... Oh my God. I Thought it. Suddenly, it was all here again. And I was feeling so cocky after I made it past our headboard over there.
0: And then, I don't really even know what to say about this storyline. Anthony and the plastic surgeon.
1: Oh, Jonathan Groff?
0: (laughs) Okay, I mean, Jonathan Groff is my sweet little baby boy. I saw him in the original Spring Awakening. If you haven't watched the HBO show Looking and you want to see the caricature of a gay nightmare... Go look at Jonathan Groff's character on that show. He's doing honestly Sarah Jessica Parker level work of playing someone really dizzy and unlikable. Oh, okay. But he's not doing it well enough that, like, oh, they're also charming. You just hate Patrick yeah. on that show.
1: You know, this storyline I find very unexpected. I
0: was I did not see it but coming. I was,
1: I was enjoying it. I I liked a little easy breezy moment.
0: The problem with it was is, is that Mario Cantone is literally like, looks amazing. Now, I don't know if he's had work done in real life.
1: Whatever he's done, I love it.
0: But that man would never look in the mirror and be like, I need plastic. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. He looks better than I do.
1: Well, someone called him daddy and that threw him for a fucking loop. And I get that because I had someone call me ma'am recently and I thought, I don't love that. So I get it. Like, I thought it was a funny, easy little storyline. It kind of brought uh, Anthony and her together.
0: And I love the fact that they aren't, and I think we talked about this last week, dumbing him down or making him nicer.
1: No, he's still And I love the
0: fact that she's kind of like, should you be telling me you're already sleeping with other people? And he's like, well, I'm going to. So. yeah.
1: And I love that Miranda kind of commented on it, and she was like, "I don't think they ever stopped sleeping." Well, with
0: that's other a, that's a plot point in the second movie is that they say right. he they talk about the fact that he's allowed to cheat anywhere outside of Manhattan. Yeah, I will say, I thought Jonathan Groff's doctor was a little casual. I was like, shouldn't he be behind a desk?
1: No, I loved it. He it was, was he was close, just a little too close. I, but I loved it.
0: I do think right the pivot to Carrie very honest that he would come in and assume it was the woman. Yeah. I loved. This kind of making literal the idea that fifteen years ago in this gap between and just like that in the original show and even making it what Sarah Jessica Parker looked like versus what she looks like now, and our audience reaction, do we want the show from fifteen years ago, or do we want what we're getting now? And all ultimately, right, it lands on, well, you don't really have a choice. you're getting you're getting what you got you get what you get, you don't get upset, yeah. I did find myself fairly moved when she said, oh, I remember her. I don't know why. I did too.
1: I know I did too. I did.
0: So Carrie, you have a wide range of options.
1: (gasps) Okay,
2: Maybe a few, uh, let's see, injectables to restore and plump, some laser work, a bit of surgery, upper eye, and a mini facelift or depending on the result that you're looking for, a full face and neck lift, which would take you from here to here. Oh, I remember her. Just an idea of what's possible. That's friggin' amazing. With the right work and the right touch, the last 15 years are gone. much.
0: And then that pairs really nicely with the going to Diwali with Seema and meeting her parents. Now, we have to talk about her dad. Did you recognize him? Yes. How could they have? No, this is so weird. But we talked about this, that that actor, he's the Pakistani guy who kisses Samantha in the second season. Are we to believe in this world that that's the same man? Although this character is Indian, not Pakistani, but I'm willing to believe that both Samantha and Carrie mislabeled him in the original show.
1: A hundred percent. I was so excited to see him. I was like, at first I was like, wait, where do I know him from? And then it hit me. I was like, oh. Well, he has that great voice. Yes. He has that great voice. And I find him to be very cute. And I liked her little parents.
0: No, I'll tell you what got me mad. Oh. Where the fuck was Vikesh Patel?
1: Oh, Chris? You and I discussed this last week. How excited were we to see him again? We were like, that was like the main, that was like the highlight. I
0: was truly, I was like, we're going to Diwali celebration. Yes, we're going to get We're seeing Vic Patel again. Oh, yeah. But I loved going to the Diwali celebration. I loved seeing Carrie in that clothing. Mm -hmm. I liked the scene between Seema and her at the shop. And the idea that you can see Carrie wanting to be so engaged with the clothing, but also recognizing, like, am I allowed to be? Yeah. I thought that felt very honest, even if the line of about cultural appropriation versus appreciation felt a little too on the nose. But it did feel true that that would happen between those two women.
1: I think it would happen with a lot of people.
0: But particularly, I think, right, Carrie, who we know is obsessed with clothing as a tenet of her, like, life – and now she understands after watching her run around in ponchos and kimonos and all sorts oh, of things she God. shouldn't be wearing in the I original know. series. That Take a step back, wait for permission.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I thought she looked beautiful.
0: Did she need to put the flowers in her hair? Maybe not. But Carrie's always going to be extra.
1: Always going to be extra. Always going to be in some get up that like, I'm like, how did you do that on your own? <laughs>
0: i would like us to just cut to carrie's like apartment and she had like mikey and erica's like glam squad in there
1: oh my god can you imagine scott barnes yeah Bronzinger? yeah i thought that they looked beautiful sema is so fucking beautiful to like i i like when she's on screen i can't stop like staring at her
0: and we find out that sema has lied about having a boyfriend named dennis which is so (laughs) kind of perfectly like what the fuck
1: I loved that. Like, when they were like, how do you like Dennis or something? And you saw the Carrie going like, oh.
0: I thought we were actually going to go to our them thinking that Seema might be gay.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And that Carrie was her friend.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: And But then I was like, well, Dennis. And then I was like, well, is Seema, because I was so ensconced into like, that's what we're doing. And that her parents are going to be like accepting and like, we don't care. Just marry someone. Yeah. So then, when they said Dennis, I was like, "Oh, maybe she has a boyfriend we haven't found out about yet." But I liked the idea that she has this lie that she's shielding from her parents. What makes it work is is that the writers are depicting Sema as what Carrie might have been if she'd never been married—this kind of fabulous, successful, fashionable person. Though I, I don't think Carrie would be very successful. She isn't. She has a podcast like us.
1: <laughs> it's, and it's not even hers. <laughs> very harsh
0: but getting back to Seema I did just want to say that um I like the fact that she is like Carrie and they're depicting her as this kind of would have been Carrie but that there are important cultural differences between them and this idea that Seema is inherently tied to her family in a way that Carrie doesn't have like we have no sense of her familial life other than that her dad walked out on her when she was 13
1: well that's the thing that I noticed or that you know really got my attention is we've never seen anyone's parents except for Big's mom at the church. Like I've never seen Charlotte's or Bunny. Like we've seen like the men's family. We've never seen the women's family. So to see like someone be tied to a family was actually really nice. Like it made them feel deeper and warmer. Even
0: if I was disgusted, we didn't get to see Vikesh Patel. I was sick. (laughs) And then in a shocking twist of events, Carrie's just like, you know what? I don't like this new apartment. I'm going to sell it. We are being quite cavalier about millions of dollars.
1: She, you know, she probably put it on a million dollar listing.
0: I'd love to see Steve Gold bounce through.
1: I would shit myself if I saw Frederick Eklund do a high kick in that apartment. I fucking love him. Gross. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I do.
0: Oh, wait. We have to talk about this weird sitcomy plot of the beeping. I thought I was gonna. Oh,
1: I forgot about that. It was driving me crazy,
0: mostly because it is like kind of there's a storyline on Friends where like a fire where like a fire alarm won't stop beeping. It was too sitcommy.
1: They're making Carrie seem like a fucking idiot. Well,
0: she is. No, she can be with her idiocy. It totally plays as in like she doesn't know her own phone number. I'm like, yep, that (sighs) tracks. I could see a world in which. But you
1: know what? I was really stressed out because the beeping when I was watching it, Ruby kept going like this. And I was like oh that was my a God, great demonstration
0: works? for a visual for a um, audio for podcast.
1: For a podcast. <laughs> you know, I tend to do that. Um Yeah,
0: guys, I know apparently I won't shut the fuck up. You all should see the voguing Sam is doing.
1: I I am constant I'm animated over here. We need to get this on a YouTube.
0: I don't think either of our internet is good enough for that. You look grainy as hell and I can't and last you week I was grainy. a ghost.
1: You look grainy. You <laughs> You're very pixelated.
0: But she returns to the old apartment, and I guess we're doing it. We're moving in. But I did find it genuinely moving to watch her integrate the old, the new, to have the life with Big that she had in her old space, but bringing in a kind of new sensibility to it. And I thought it was a nice way to send us into the last four. Her walking out looking beautiful in that red dress, back in heels with... Big's coat over her. Um, and her
1: necklace.
0: The Carrie necklace. She's back to herself.
1: hmm And she's in a new space in the grieving process with Big where, like, when she sees his jacket, it's, like, a nice feeling. Like, she remembers that life that they had and it was actually a beautiful life. Rather than, like, seeing the records, she just, like, lost it.
0: And she plays the records. She's unpacking and building her life. I did think when she opened that big-ass box, it was going to be the wedding dress.
1: I did, too! because
0: we seen the big ass box in the first movie i was like if if they pull the wedding dress out what are we doing here
1: yeah i was like oh because
0: that'd be a nice reminder of why it's good big is dead
1: right i mean personally i'm glad that they didn't play like moon river i would have shit myself
0: i was actually hoping they would but i do think that that's what we're building to in paris oh really yeah i think that you got to save that song for the moment yeah. The goodbye, the scattering of the ashes, Moon River. Yeah. Ugh. But I loved it. I thought she looked amazing. And amazing. the only thing I really, really wanted was a nice nod to perhaps her going on a date. Like, had she opened the door and said hello to someone.
1: <gasps> what if it was Aiden?
0: No, no. It should have been just a mystery, man. I would have liked yeah, the idea that, like- that we were going... Because, like, we right, the next episode's called Sex and the Widow. We're where they are it would have been nice to just have and i wouldn't have even needed to see him just like her saying hello and then let's go
1: and seeing like the back of his head or something yeah yeah and it's
0: a nameless man we never see again maybe it's that stupid yeah. podcast gentleman and they're going for coffee
1: yeah you never know
0: what did you think of the fashion
1: my favorite this is what i was waiting to talk about i almost brought it up earlier my favorite outfit is charlotte's last outfit it's a pink gucci sweater cardigan and i am obsessed with it
0: i loved what carrie was wearing while she's looking around the apartment in the big hat with the exception of the big hat it was a very simple gray with like a yellow cardigan over it but then that hat (laughs) which i kind of did love i also loved her lying in bed with the sunglasses cardigan and just like a necklace. I thought that was very iconic. You love Carrie's simple. Yeah. You do. Who are you sleeping with this episode of The Men? I don't have a name on him, but I'm going for Dr. Nia Wallace's husband. Don't got a name on him, though.
1: I think his name is Andre.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah, I'm sleeping with Andre. Andre's sure. a hottie. He can't wear those suspenders ever again. Uh, yeah,
0: we're going to have to just get a, like, a whole rehaul. Although, <laughs> he seems like he shopping in Carrie's closet.
1: <laughs> yeah no i he is so fucking sexy i was like and i God, love their I little less.
0: phrase nothing but love for you instead of i love I you do
1: too i love that they're really cute i want more of them immediately
0: well i couldn't help but wonder what do you think's gonna happen next we've got the upcoming episode sex and the widow do you think we're meeting our cbs john tenney
1: i think carrie's gonna be fucking someone <laughs> and i'm excited
0: i hope it's burger
1: I hope it's someone. I wanna see Aiden. Like, I wanna see these like men that like return. I don't like Aiden that much, but I would like to see him return in some capacity. Cause I just would like to Do
0: see. you think in four episodes we have enough time for Aiden and Burger?
1: No, I mean like she could probably just like run into them. Somewhere.
0: And Petrotsky?
1: Who the fuck said he's coming back? I'd love to see him. Is that just wishful through. thinking?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, we're going to Paris and we've got a few more minutes. <laughs>
1: I bet he doesn't make it through
0: COVID. He's looking great. He can nibble on her back again like he did in that one episode.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You know what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Oh, I do. Because those are some of the hottest episodes of Sex and the City.
0: What I really want to see is I love the fact that we got to spend time with Naya Wallace. I need that same amount of time in the next episode for LGW.
1: Oh, I need LTW. I want, like, more of the new women. Like, I like, I don't get me wrong, I obviously die for Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte. But, like, I like the energy the new women are bringing.
0: And I thought this episode was a little short. Let's expand them. Let's get back up. Let's go up to 50 minutes. I'm happy. Let's, yeah. I'm doing it. We're waking up and watching this shit anyway.
1: Uh-huh. 6 a.m.
0: Yeah. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? A 7. Yeah, I would probably land at a 7 also. Like um, I didn't
1: hate it, I didn't love it, but I, I liked it.
0: There were things I really, really loved. I mean, really frankly, the seven is mostly the park scene.
1: Yeah. I mean, I liked that. I liked Dr. Nia Wallace.
0: Oh, I loved And Dr. I liked Seema.
1: So like that I liked a lot.
0: Nema's a star.
1: Star. Goddamn star.
0: Alright, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss episode seven of In Just Like That: Sex and the Widow. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out other podcasts from the dip. PV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, but now we said it, and of course, hot off the mess. You can follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you?
1: I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram and at Take Yourself on Twitter. You can find me there.
0: Alright, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle.
1: But, doctor, you took an oath.
2: That RV, it's... My son's RV.
1: Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a
2: miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon trained to save the lives of large, injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.